Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Mike take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all their content in between. In this week's episode, the boys reveal their favorite movies and why they love them so dearly. So, what's watching? Hello, Nick. How's it going? Good, Mike. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastical. Yes. Uh, welcome to another episode of Showboys, your favorite podcast in which the hosts have no idea what they're talking about. If there was an episode for that. It would be this episode. <laughs> Yes, and all of our other ones. <laughs> oh man. So uh what's what's going on in, in the world of Nick? I'm sure, you know, I mean there's nothing really going on in society or anything that's crazy or whatnot, so I'm sure everything's just fine and dandy over there. Everything's hunky F and Dory. Um You know, I got I went on the Netflix today by mistake shouldn't have done it um they added like 60 more titles there's a lot of movies on there to watch really having a problem keeping up with everything um it's very it's all too daunting at this point i might just stop watching shows and tv altogether (laughs) and this is the last episode of showboys Yeah. Uh no, I feel I feel you. And I keep like also giving you suggestions of things to watch so you're just like on overload. Yeah, and did I <clears throat> did I suggest um Barbarians to you? Uh I don't know who suggested it or how it came up, but I think we both had like separately yeah. heard about it and then like both were going to tell each other about it. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I was gonna watch it, and then you're just like, "Oh, it's so good!" I'm like, "God damn it!" Yeah. But to your delight, I have started watching The Boys. I'm yes. four episodes in on season one. I don't know how many episodes there are in each season, but I want to say I've... eight. Okay, that's good progress then. Yeah, halfway through, not bad. Um, Can I take a break at the end of season one? Can you take a break? Yeah, like watch something else. I don't know if you want to. Okay, if you say so. Um, that does make me happy that you're watching that because that show's amazing. Yeah, I'm but, a, I just want—I just want to knock it off the list. I am enjoying it, but I do want to knock it off the list so I can move on with my life. <laughs> uh, okay. So before we get into our actual topic for tonight, um, what like you want to tell me like what how exactly you're feeling about the boys? is 
good. It definitely keeps your attention. Some wild shit analysis right there. Some it some, is good. <laughs> while you know, I don't want to give anything away, but very early on, like you had mentioned and Cody had mentioned, it does just do some really off the wall shit. Um, that's pretty intense, and it keeps that, that intense level like i think every episode there's always yeah. you know one or two things that's just like ah, oh, geez just keep up in the the gore it is gory it, i think it's blood it's not gory it's just bloody yeah. um just a lot of body explosions <laughs> there uh that show has zero chill that that's a good way to describe it there is no chill in that show um, um very fascinating and interesting take on what some might consider an already you know kind of exhaustive genre of of show of shows and movies i mean i feel like that's that's the more natural take on superheroes i prefer that take on superheroes than every other take outside of like iron man and batman um other than that that's basically how how superheroes are they are complete dick not wise. yet <laughs> not heroic really yeah. at all <laughs> yeah they're just they're just dick soups there's yeah. su- soup sups whatever they call them um and there's terrible people just like people are yeah. sometimes isn't isn't butcher an amazing character yeah no that's a, that's a sweet little little crew they got there butcher i like that actor a lot uh yeah um, carl, carl urban is he related to keith urban i'm I have no idea, but maybe, probably. I mean, I feel, I feel like Carl is, I don't know, maybe two hobbies removed from being a country singer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He could really pull it off. I think he should play a country singer in a movie at some point and just see how he does. Yes, he he'll play Keith in Keith's biopic. Yeah, the Keith Urban biopic played by um, Carl Urban. No relation at all. But no, he's he's really cool. He was a good character. Um, I like the, I like how much room there is for the reluctant. I am still a good person, super super person, um, in this mm. world of just shitty ones. Uh, so Are you that's, talking about maybe Starlight. Yeah, Starlight, and, and so far right now, uh, um, the man, you know, super Superman. Homelander, his woman, or oh, you know, Maeve. yeah, the, the Wonder Woman uh, knockoff, yeah, something like that, yeah, it, you know, and, and I feel like even at times, uh, douche nut, um, the deep, <laughs> like, you know, he he's just like a, an awful person, and then they are starting to slowly be like, is he just kind of just fucked up from this fucked up situation? world yeah so no i think i think it just makes for a lot better um character yeah around those things it's just i just, i don't think that's really been done it's good really good uh take on things yeah um i'm looking forward to you finishing and then maybe um i don't know depending on what what you think and maybe what our listeners think if they would enjoy a, a mando type series on the boys or if we just do like one big episode where we just 
go in deep. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe have Jordan back on, and since he's like a giant, you know, superhero comic nerd, um, I think he would add a good spin to it from having a real deep uh, cop, you know, just comic superhero perspective mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And then this is, you know, basically the anti all that. Yeah. Um, and and it, the fact, I mean, so it's liter, it's a, I believe, a Vertigo uh, comic that the show is based off of, and. I, I believe Vertigo is part of DC, so basically they're just straight up making fun of DC superheroes. Yeah, and that's the other thing, and this kind of builds on the like no chill of it. It places them and their superhero ness in the real world, so real world shit kind of happens when you have superheroes in them. So, you know, the one that runs really fast things like that are bound to happen or, you know, <laughs> yeah. or laser eyes, you know, cause those are super accurate. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just feel like there, there's a lot of, you know, they have more realistic impact on their environments in yeah. this show. Yeah. And you actually see the collateral damage on like, you know, say for instance, man of steel where they just literally destroy <laughs> metropolis. <laughs> And there's no consequences really that you see, except the yeah. cool fight scene be- between, you know, Superman Dude. and uh, whoever. That, uh, I forget. that fight's so good. Yeah. I-, I love that. There's so much destruction. <laughs> so much, but but so many it, people died. <laughs> like we can't hide that. So many people died. That's a Dragon Ball Z fan of me because I like I watched that and I was just like, oh, this is basically live action Dragon Ball Z because they're just like throwing each other through buildings, um, yeah. with you know no consequence, which is great. So actually, somehow we managed to make a transition into tonight's topic. We always do. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's magical. Podcasts uh, but, find a way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so tonight we decided we we haven't really talked much about movies so far in our our short life as a podcast. So uh, we decided to have an episode here where we just talk about our three favorite movies. Boys so, presents movies and show boys at the movies. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. That would now actually be really fun, except for rip movie theaters. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I had uh, kind of a difficult time narrowing down my top three. So as of now, when I'm looking at my list, I actually have five. But as we get, you know, going in our discussion, um, I will narrow it down to just three, and then I have you know a handful of honorable mentions. And hey, I plan to do the exact same thing. I have a list of <laughs> I have a list of eight because I was just like, there, there's no way I can just right. I'll, I'll I'll sort it as we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and we haven't seen each other's lists as usual. You know, we don't really discuss our episode topics, you know, with each other prior to coming on and recording, with the exception of what the heck are we going to talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I also tried with my list to not pick like the obvious movies, like, you know, your Lord of the Rings or like your Inceptions or, 
you know, insert like super amazing, critically acclaimed, massively popular movie. Um, Whoops. <clears throat> I mean, hey, you can do your list however you want. It's your list. <laughs> yeah. No, but with that being said, I mean, I didn't pick like super obscure movies either. You know, I'm sure that. Well, just looking at my list now, and there's at least, you know, four or five between my top three and my honorable mentions that I'm sure you've heard of. I mean, obviously you've heard of, but like, you know, the general listener. Um, but I don't know how how did you go about picking yours? Well, I currently I currently have an issue with my list. Um, and this issue was from the from the very start. So they are kind of big ones, but I think they aren't necessarily big enough to be kind of, you know, the top hundred. Maybe some a couple of these fall in like a top hundred, but um I I just feel like in the back of my brain somewhere there is this list of movies that are kind of a little bit off the cuff kind of less known but they are just really good and i almost wanted to go that direction but i just for the life of me cannot think of them um <laughs> yeah and i i really have not really watched movies in a, a long time um yes it has been i mean with the exception of last friday um uh, so friday nights my wife and i have like an in-home date night just because getting a babysitter is a hassle Mm -hmm. uh and for the first time usually we'll like go get takeout or i'll go get takeout bring it home uh after the girls are in bed and then we'll eat some food and then like throw on a show watch you know a couple episodes uh last week we decided to watch a movie because becca is currently obsessed with post malone i don't know if you got that from her instagram <laughs> You know, lightly a couple weeks. <laughs> I encourage it though. Yeah, um, hey, it's fine. Maybe, maybe he'll notice her, and then we'll get famous somehow. And then I don't have to work anymore, and I could just podcast forever. Yes, uh, that is the plan. Yeah. So, anyways, with her post Malone obsession, he was in a movie with Mark Wahlberg. I believe it was from earlier this year, maybe tail end of 2019. Netflix movie Spencer Confidential. That's a good one. Yeah, it was all right. Much to her disappointment, he was in it for like maybe two minutes screen time total. Well, did she think he was like co-starring? <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah, I don't know. Because she, like, she just wanted to, she thought she was going to see Marky Mark and Post Malone just like ham it yeah, up for exactly. two hours. Yeah, he was, in, he was in the opening scene that was about like two minutes, maybe, maybe three minutes. And then like in it again, in like a very brief, like 20 second scene. Um, I mean, those, was, are the, those are the movies I've seen though. This year are the Netflix originals that um, there's like the one about the four ex military guys. And they go on that mission to get some, get some money down in like South America. Ah, I know what movie you're talking about. I can't, yeah. the, the name escapes me. Yeah. And then there's like the old ones with, um, the one chick from isn't she from i'll have to look it up it's not on my list so i'm really kind of thinking in the deep cuts but it's kudos to netflix because they've really kind of just 
capture the the movies for me this year and i think it's just i've been a netflix kick so before i finish my story you had me thinking about you know some decent netflix original movies there's one that we watched last year and i guess well it came out i'm looking here in january of 2019 so i must have watched it you know in the first half of 2019 a movie called polar and it has uh Mads Mikkelsen, Vanessa Hudgens, and some other people. And it's, I don't know if it, I think it's based off of a graphic novel. I mean, what movie isn't these days? Uh, but it's very like comic-y slash graf- graphic novel-y in its presentation, if that makes sense. Um, but it, it was really good. And it's like, I don't think it's a very popular movie. So if you're looking for an interesting graphic novel type movie. I would add that to your list though. I don't know if you want to add stuff to your list at this point. No. And I was considering today. I'm like, should I just stop and just start at the beginning and just grind through this whole list until it's just empty. Yeah. <laughs> it would take so long and I would miss nope. out on so much. <laughs> no more, no more, uh, sieve. Just, yeah. just Netflix. Well, I was almost thinking, I was like, imagine... Well, no, I don't want to imagine it. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But anyways, back to Spencer Confidential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you you said you saw it. You watched it? Yes. It, wa- it wasn't terrible, but it, I don't think it was great by any means. It's, I mean, your typical Mark Wahlberg cop movie type deal. Very predictable. Um. Yeah, that but, was a watch. That was so. So Netflix movies fall into two categories. I either watch them or I stop after like fifteen minutes. Um, Spencer Confidential, I finished. The Old Guard, that's what I was trying to think of. That's uh, good. Yeah. Um, Extraction was the one I was yep, talking about. The, yeah. The, you the know, Army, so those. Yeah, yeah. Those three I finished, and then there are Six Underground with um. Our boy. What's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, produced by Michael Bay. All but like I made it like ten minutes into that. It was just big doo doo. Yeah, not surprised. Um, I actually, I, I mean, again, we're getting a little. I don't think it's. I think it's safe to say Spencer Confidential was not on your list. It was not on mine. It is not. <laughs> Part of my top three movies, but right, uh, um, it kind of had a pretty sweet cast, though. I mean, you got Mark Wahlberg, then you got um, oh shoot, I need to pull it up. Potential, um, Winston Duke, who's from Black Panther, uh, he played the uh, the leader of the tribe that was not a fan of Black Panther. Uh, he was also in Us, Jordan Peele movie. Um, then you have uh, the the bad guy in that movie is is the guy who plays Mike Flanagan from season three or season two of Fargo. Great actor, love that guy. He he, he does kind of play the same person in like everything he's in though. It's always the bad guy. Yeah, so is Mark. Yeah. Anyways, uh, anyway, so uh, I feel like 
I don't think we're gonna hit our target. Yeah, <laughs> we are. The length. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're about, we're about to we're about to <laughs> smash through this. All right. So, uh, yeah. What you want to go first? You want to? I mean, I don't think we have to go. And I don't have mine in, in any particular. Like this is my number one favorite. Number two. Number three. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'll go first. Um, painfully enough. Um, you know if you haven't seen prometheus i really recommend prometheus um have you seen it yes i almost put it on my honorable mentions nice so you can take that off your mention and i'll just talk about it briefly um i like it because there's michael fassbender in it it's sci-fi um i like shit where they go to different planets and it's kind of like a mystery horror too and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to overly give things away unless we're going to do a spoiler alert and I can just freely talk about the whole thing. We do I mean, that. We could, I guess. Um, I mean, it's kind of it's not like a new movie. Yeah, true. It's it's not. So, so I mean, spoiler alert, it's a prequel to the Alien movies. Um, and it has that element of just kind of like scary space stuff. Um, yeah. Eardis Elba's in it too, a little, yeah, a little offshoot. That was before I think he started getting really famous because this came out in 2012. I feel like he's kind of really started to get more mainstream famous, yeah, in the past like five years. Um, I really like it just because, you so, know, really, really Scott makes. I like really Scott movies for the most part. I'm not the kind of person that I, I think there's like a diehard like really Scott. Um, fan base. I wouldn't yeah. put myself in it, but I just from like passing mention, I'm pretty sure I like his movies. Yeah, no, I thought Prometheus was really good and really entertaining, and has um some really cool like allegorical stuff. Yes, I don't know if that's like the proper use of that word or if I just like made up a new one. Um, yeah, but I really, really enjoyed. Uh, like kind of the the deeper meaning of all the stuff that was happening. Um, now, if a, we've, if a movie does that, that's usually when I really kind of grip to it when they touch on very large themes like that. Yeah. Um, what um, were you gonna say? I was going to say that I think it's come up on the pod that. I've never really watched the Alien movies, but this one made me really want to. I never followed through, <laughs> but I still want to watch the Alien movies. And um, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, well, I guess I have seen another Alien movie, Alien Covenant. Was that the name of that? It came out after Prometheus. Yeah, so that was the sequel to Prometheus. Right. Um, so besides those two, I haven't seen any of the other ones. But I do know that this Prometheus kind of caught a lot of flack from, like, the aliens, alien crew, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess my question would be, have you seen the Alien and Aliens movies? And what made you want to put this one on your list despite the uh backlash that it kind of received yeah so the i've seen the aliens and 
but it was more so I saw them as an adolescent and it never was really, you know, a movie series. I was like, Oh, I want to rewatch it. Right. Um, but they're very cool. And then, you know, I remember my one friend, like we watched, uh, alien versus predator. And, you know, a lot of those, you know, were either good or bad, especially in the two thousands. Cause they, you know, they had a hard time. It was a weird time when it came to like sci-fi, um, in the two thousands, you know, they, I felt like some of these movies, you know, they veered on the side of more, uh, like cheaper, like horror movies, kind of, kind of feeling to them. Right. Um, and the reason, I mean, Prometheus, like the core alien fans is because really Prometheus is not that tempo of a movie, way more world building and way larger on the philosophical level. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the, the, the last act of Prometheus is the most like the alien movies. Once the, the actual alien comes into play and it's hunting people down. Right. So, so I, I would say that's probably like the big distinction. Um, just, it just has a different feel to it for sure. And it's definitely like modern, more modern, more updated because, you know, the old ones were in the eighties. So they had yeah. a much more kind of like a star Wars, feel to it because it was like a very like used space type setting you know right. it wasn't like big shiny ships and you know all this fancy stuff it was really kind of practical yeah um well how did what did you think of alien covenant i saw it and I did not like it as much as Prometheus, and I think I need to give it another watch because I really don't remember much of it. Though yeah. it's, start, it's starting to trickle back into my mind a little bit right now. Um, yeah, really. I mean, all I remember is Fassbender is in it, also. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's like a it's it's a a different Fassbender. It's not because he's in there. He's in it twice because he finds himself. Right, because he's a he's a cyborg or whatever, an right. android. Yeah, I I would I would say I kind of feel the same. That Covenant felt kind of unremarkable and kind of forgettable, obviously, because neither of us really remember too much from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I would say that's pro- that's a pretty good pick. I I I enjoyed Prometheus, and I thought about adding it to my honorable mentions. And funny enough that I mentioned Alien vs. Predator, um, James back in, James Cameron developed the idea for Prometheus, but in 2002, the development of Alien vs. Predator took precedence. So I can't say that was a bad thing, because I, I feel like the, the waiting on Prometheus was better yeah. for that style of movie, because I feel if they would have tried to do like a world-building, fancy sci-fi flick as it is, in 2002, eh, yeah, that probably, that probably wouldn't have went so well. Right, I kind of now kind of want to rewatch Prometheus. I yeah, I, yeah, it's it's an it's I enjoy it, and especially because it hits on just very very large topics, you yeah. know, because it really touches on the whole question of God itself. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of the big allegory thing that I loved the most about it is like, I don't know. There's just, there's, there's so much to unpack just there. Mm-hmm, right. So we could almost do just an entire episode 
breaking down Prometheus if we rewatched it, probably. Yeah. And like just, a, you know, a glancing for those who haven't seen it and just kind of want a spoiler. But, you know, the overarching theme there is, you know, the main characters, they're seeking their what they think is their creators. And, you know, you find your creators and they just happen to be just some normal while advanced alien species, you were just created for the sake of nothing. Um, <laughs> and, but that, but that's still that, that search and that wonder is still there at the same time in us. So I think that's like the most gripping part of that. Yeah. You know, when you, when you find your creators at surface level, it's like, Oh, we were really just kind of science experiments and there really is <laughs> no point. But I think in that somehow there's still a larger purpose, which is interesting, but yeah. And they touch on that in the world building, which I, which I really liked a lot. You know, they never actually said that kind of stuff. Right. It was presented to you in the world building. Right. Yeah. It's very easy to pick that up. Like it's, it's not some like hidden deep down, like subliminal, like, type theme they're trying to pull off it's just very much out in the open without actually literally saying hey this is what we're doing yeah exactly but yeah so i I think it's a good pick um i guess i'll stick with the uh movies that received quite a bit of backlash theme with my pick um which i don't know this may or may not be on your list uh, but Batman vs. Superman? It is not on my list. It isn't? Okay. No, sir. I'm actually kind of not surprised, but also kind of a little surprised because I know we talked about it a ton uh, back like when it came out and we saw it and whatnot. But, yeah, this... Uh, I think general consensus is like this is the worst movie ever. Maybe. But in our discussions, <laughs> that consensus is misplaced um, yeah. by large margins. Yes. Uh, but it's like of of recent times, probably one of, if not my favorite superhero movie that's been done. Um, I would say even over the Dark Knight trilogy. Damn. Um, just because... I mean, it's hard to compare the Dark Knight trilogy versus like the new DCEU stuff because the Dark Knight trilogy tried to be very rooted and grounded in reality, whereas uh, the DCEU is very much okay with being a comic movie, you know? Like, they're not afraid of superpowers, right? Because you got Superman, you got the Flash, you got Okay. All that stuff. Right. Uh, whereas, like, the Dark Knight trilogy, um, I mean, like, the Joker doesn't have any, like, powers per se, but, like, Bane, um, basically just being, like, a terrorist on steroids. Um, whereas, like, some of the comic versions of Bane, there's more, like, other stuff to it. Um, yeah. I, I guess the Dark Knight, I guess in my mind, it's less realistic. It's not so much realistic. It's more so like a graphic novel thinking back on it. Yeah. It's, I mean, obviously it's not realistic, but like in terms of 
superhero yeah. movies, it's like right. the most realistic. Uh, because I mean, obviously, you have a character in Batman that doesn't have powers, so like making a quote unquote realistic hero movie with Batman is totally doable because he's just like a rich dude who buys a lot of like techie gadgets, right? It's not like he can shoot lasers out of his eyes and fly around. And um, he has notable villains who are also not really super powered like the Joker, you know? He's just like a a lunatic, right? Mm -hmm. But he doesn't have like superpowers per se. Um, But anyways, uh, Batman vs. Superman very much, you know, kind of accepts that it's a comic movie and doesn't shy away from that. And um, I think the reason that I liked it so much is um, it's very much rooted in its inspiration by the 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 comic series uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, which was, you know, back in 1986, written by Frank Miller, who uh, is a great writer of graphic novels and comics. You'll you'll hear his name pop up more and more uh, in my list here or my honorable mentions, I should say. Um, But basically the dark Knight returns comic. uh, You see it's an older Batman, like old, like, like probably sick, like he's in his sixties. I would want to say somewhere around there. Like he's old. Uh, And he had not been Batman for quite some time. Now it's been a while since I've read this, so like the comic fans will, might lynch me or something if I get like specific details wrong. But basically, the main gist is like Batman took some time off. He's old. He kind of like was like got to the point where he's like, "What's the point? Like, no matter what I do, like there's always still crime going on. Like Gotham sucks. Like I'm not making a difference." So he kind of like hangs it up and then like comes back and then there's a beef with Superman. Um, that's like the short story. Uh, but the movie kind of follows the source material pretty, pretty well for a comic movie, I would say. And um, just the fact that it was such a different take on the cinematic Batman that we're used to seeing uh, because they play into that cynical version of Batman, right? He's kind of fed up. You see a lot, a lot more brutality and a lot more like, um, kind of like a grim, darker version of Batman right. and Ben Affleck. Because he, at that point, like in that Batman storyline, uh, like he's just he just kind of is over it and like fed up with kind of not really making a difference, you know? Right. Um. And who they who they have play Lex Luger in that? Uh, Lex Luthor was Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, I thought that was a really good pick. Yeah, I, most people hated it, but I mean, so I think the the, the backlash from this movie comes from a, a few different places. Um, first off, it's not a Marvel movie, which would be number one. <laughs> Uh, Not only is it not a Marvel movie, but it doesn't follow the Marvel movie template of 
bright, funny, uh, and like it's mildly gets mildly grim in like the second, the third act, and then it's all better. Yeah, it, this I mean, like DC as a whole is just kind of a darker universe. Like they're like especially Batman. Like that yeah, Batman is like a, a serious, like gritty, kind of almost bleak character and like world. So um I don't know, and it's just it's like people were so used to the decade of Marvel movies that we've had before Batman vs Superman that they I I would assume that they assumed that it was just going to be like lighthearted whimsical Batman comes in and like gets mad at cool guy Superman and then they like bro out and then everything's good they want it to be like Civil War yeah but like it's not it's like dark and gritty and like brutal and that's the one that had a lot of it had that like flash to the future or Batman. It was just like super desolate, dusty. Am I thinking mm-hmm. the right thing? Is yep. that is that in that one? Yeah. Yeah. I just liked it because one, I like the 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 editing style of that because it kind of it's like flipping between pages because it is kind of as they address scene to scene. Um, it's a little bit more dramatic like that. Yeah. I'm like. I just kind of like Zack Snyder movies in general, which also is apparently a hot take these days. Like (laughs) nobody likes Zack Snyder movies, but I I actually do like them most of the time. Visually, they're always like very appealing and have like cool aesthetics and stuff. But um, yeah, like some of the fight scenes in this movie are super cool. Uh, I like the bat suit. I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he was a good portrayal of this version of batman uh batman had cool suits like the one that he fights superman in is really awesome um i liked the superman tie-in obviously and the the showdown in the frank miller comics was super epic and i felt like up until like i mean this movie is one of my favorite movies but i still have a few gripes with it um one one of which being the whole like martha scene like that was a little kind of just get that out of here and this movie would have probably been perfect in my eyes but like up until that whole wait your mom's name's martha too and then we're gonna bro out um up until that part like that whole batman versus superman fight was so awesome um but yeah i i just i i love this movie and feel like people really kind of went into it with the wrong expectations. Largely, like... Oh, I gotta quit hitting my microphone. Um, I've got with your hands. I know, I just, I'm always flailing around here. Um, but I think, I think it's just a thing that the DC movies kind of struggle with as a whole, kind of is fan perception of what they should be. Like, I feel like... They never get a fair shot because it's not a Marvel movie. And they approach their universe in a completely like 180 degree uh, way than than Marvel did. Doesn't it start off with Man of Steel 
yeah. essentially. Yeah. That that is when essentially right from the beginning they had me because I was like, I love Man of Steel. They're starting me off in a pre-existing movie that I've already seen, and I yeah. love shit like that. Um, so, like their their attempt was kind of reverse, where they started with their team up and like like joined movies before the solo films, mm-hmm. which. Like, I could understand where people who aren't, like, don't know who some of the DC heroes are would be like, what the heck? But it's literally Batman and Superman. Like, even if you're not a fan of comics, you know who Batman is, you know who Superman is, right? Yeah. Like, why do you need solo movies explaining Batman and Superman before you have a Batman versus Superman movie? Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of my my whole rant on it actually i could go on for like four hours on this topic but yeah maybe once again maybe that's another topic we need to (laughs) yeah bust out um oh so one thing i wanted to say about how i picked my list is um the movies that made it are how i kind of determine what a favorite movie of mine is is a movie that i'm able to rewatch and have rewatched multiple times so pretty much all the movies on my list even most of the honorable mentions I've seen multiple times. I would say the same is for me. Yeah, for I sure. Think, I just feel like that's that's kind of like what makes it a great movie, in your opinion, right? If if you're able to rewatch it. Like, Batman vs. Superman, I, I saw in theaters at least twice in theaters, and then, like, bought the DVD and have watched it at least twice on DVD. Which four times total doesn't really sound like a lot, but like, right for that type of movie, I feel like that kind of is a lot. But anyways, so uh, I agree. I agree with that pick. Thanks. So what what do you got for your next? All right, my next one. Um, my next one might lead me. It might be thematic. Well, no, I lie. I'm lying. Anyways, um. My next one is a 2015 film called Legend, starring Tom Hardy. Have you ever heard of it? Seen it? Uh, I think I've heard of Tom Hardy. That's a joke. Um, but yeah, Legend. no, the, I have not seen this movie. Streaming on Netflix right now. I would suggest go watching it. So, it is a British French film. Um, and it is about the Cray brothers who were these English gangsters and actually is the, where the kind of like the term that shit Cray comes from. Um, cause they are the Cray brothers, but Tom Hardy plays both of the brothers and he does a very good job playing these two distinct characters simultaneously. Um, so, so movies that one are set up like that are always interesting and I like Tom Hardy and I like kind of like gangster mobster movies. And then it's in England. It just has a lot of cool dynamics to it that I like. Um, it's got I forget who his girlfriend, Emily Browning. She's been in stuff. Um, nothing I can like readily name, but like if you saw her, I'm pretty sure you would probably be able to pick her out. Yeah. But Ooh, I'm looking here, and uh, I never know how to say this guy's name. David Th- Thulis? Th- Thulis? 
Athulis. Yeah. I love that guy. He he keeps popping up in like minor roles in all these shows I've been watching. He's, he's a really good actor. Isn't he in Harry Potter? Um, Oh, he's he's, probably. uh, Yeah. He's, uh, he's the, ah, frick. He's the prisoner of Azkaban. That one. He's the werewolf. Oh, so Remus, Uh, Remus. Yep. 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 Remus. Yes, sir. That makes sense. No wonder he looks so familiar. Yeah, uh, he's in. Yeah, he's in Fargo and plays like an absolutely off the wall character in that show. And uh, that show Bark Skins that I talked about last week. Um, but yeah, well, great actor. Yeah, he pops up in all kinds of stuff, and he's just a great supporting uh, actor in mm-hmm. things. But, but yeah, back to Legend. No, yeah, this is a great movie. Um, it starts off with like kind of them being younger as brothers growing up ish it kind of jumps around a little bit but you know tom hardy has the one brother he's got like the head on his shoulders he's got the swag he's just a gangster he doesn't take no shit right then there's his brother who is his twin brother he's schizophrenic he's bipolar the dude is just a loose cannon he's Man, he's just like every sexual there is. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's just a homosexual, but I he I don't know. He's all over the place in this movie, and it partly plays into his like mental disorder too. But he is just a wild character. So them both in scenes is just so good, um, and it just kind of digs in a little bit to like kind of the dynamics of like street gangsters. In England, I forget what kind of part of England they're in. Definitely a part of London. Um, but it's just it's just a well done movie, and it covers maybe two people that some people might have heard in passing, like the Cray Brothers. But they're are they know, they're like real people? Yeah, these are real based on oh. based on real people. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I and, love Tom Hardy too. Like, yeah. And, you know, and when he did a role like this, I, I just thought that was super interesting because it's basically you could see Tom Hardy twice. Yeah. And like two completely different yeah. kind of characters, too. Sounds like. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll 50s, definitely have to add that to my list for sure. Yeah. 50s and 60s London. Okay. So it's a little bit of a period piece. A. Yeah. Nice. So I definitely recommend it. And I've seen it multiple <laughs> times. Um it's it's a little bit more um, structured or low key than kind of like an American gangster movie because American gangster movies have like a very very specific feel, um, right? And this, you know, usually the London, you know, the the European ones have a little bit different of a feel too, just because they had a different style about them, um, a different presence, and I think. You pick up on some of that, you know, in a show like um, it's on my watch list. Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, yeah, yeah, just like that kind of style. And plus, I just I like I like uh like Irish English films too, and shows yeah. just because like the accents are fun and it's just a whole different atmosphere sometimes. Yeah, I I haven't really seen a Tom Hardy movie that I haven't enjoyed. 
Very true. So, so by the sounds of this, I mean you got gangster movie, which is cool. Got it's like an hour a, and a, hour and a half too. A period piece, which is also cool, and then you got Tom Hardy, which is like super cool. Yeah, sorry, two hours, but it's it's a good watch. Nice. Yeah, big recommend. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, sweet. Uh, so, oh man, <clears throat> I guess I'll just go with my next, like for sure movie uh since i haven't thought about the three i need to decide between (laughs) yet uh but this one probably is my favorite movie like number one favorite movie uh got any guesses what of what it might be um is it (sighs) go ahead and say it i'm drawing a blank jeez i thought we were friends man we were Thought we were friends. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yep, there it is. Number one. Number one. I don't know if it'll ever be topped. Shouldn't we save this for like one of the two-hour episodes so you can talk about it for two hours? <laughs> I don't know. Have you actually watched the movie? No, I need to. It's on my watch list. All right. Well, maybe maybe we'll do like... Maybe once you watch it, I'll I'll watch it again for like the 300th time. And then we can like break it down but tell me why it is your favorite movie why um hmm, man lots of reasons uh first edgar wright love edgar wright i think he's like a, a brilliant director and producer uh so he he kind of helmed this one this was back in 2010 uh, and the movie's based off of a series of graphic novels written by a guy named brian leo malley you're right. Keanu Reeves is like brother. <laughs> it could be. I mean, they look they look like they could be related. Yeah, cousin, cousin for sure. Yeah. Um, but the the graphic novel series ran from 2004 to 2010. Uh, but to answer your question about why this is my favorite movie, probably because this is the most comic book movie that I think I've ever seen. Like literally the way it's presented the way scene transitions work it's literally like watching a comic book page turn or like it's like watching reading from one panel to the next on a page and i don't really know how else to describe it other than kind of that way just the the way the transitions work is beautiful and it's got a very big, uh, a heavy influence of like old retro games and stuff. So it's like games and comics, like how and music, like my three three of my favorite things to do. Um, here, here, he did uh, Sean and Hot, Sean of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Yep. Oh, very nice. He's done a lot of sweet those. Right, those are actually the two movies before this one. That he directed. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, it it stars Michael Sarah, who's one of my favorite like comedic actors. Um, has a really great like supporting cast. Chris Evans is randomly in it. Um, Kieran Culkin is in it. He's great. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. 
there's just all of the side characters are like hysterical. It's very funny. It's super visually like appealing. Uh, it has some really cool music in it. And it's just like a, a super interesting take on a love story. So, yeah, I, if you plan on watching it, I, would, I don't want to like go into too much detail. Right. Uh, because I think one of the reasons that I actually enjoyed this movie so much is um, I think it was one of the movies that uh, Becca and I went and saw at the Dollar Theater without like any idea of what it was. We were just like, oh, cool, Michael Sarah, let's go watch this movie. And then, like, I saw, I got to watch this in theater, and I was just like, oh my God, this is the best movie ever. It's like, nice. it's definitely one where, like, if, if it were ever to come back into theaters for whatever reason, you know, sometimes they do like special, um, like, yeah, events or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would totally go watch it and I would make, I would like come kidnap you from your house and make you go and see it in theater. Uh, just because, like, you know, on that size screen with the the surround sound and seeing it the way it was intended to be watched, uh, that's one that's like kind of it loses a little bit watching it at home, if that makes sense. Well, the tagline is an epic of epicness. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, that, that that definitely is my favorite movie of all time, and I don't want to like go into too much details because I, I would like anyone who hasn't watched it to kind of just experience it without any story being told or ruined. So shall I just wait till it comes out in theater somewhere to watch it? <laughs> no, because then you'll never watch it. You'll never get a chance. Hey, side note, Michael Sarah on Wikipedia here, it says musical career right mm -hmm. and under genres it lists indie folk and lo-fi did you know this yeah he's actually played bass in i don't remember what the band's name is but he actually plays bass okay at least that i that's all of the musical like extent of michael Sarah's musical career that i know is like he is a bassist and was in a band which is not much knowledge, but I was aware of that at least a little bit. Oh man. But yeah, that's actually another cool thing about this movie is like all the, the musical stuff was actually done by the actors and actresses, which was kind of cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that's uh that's like my all time favorite movie. I don't, I don't know. It'd have to be a, pretty gnarly movie to kind of dethrone that one. Yeah, I agree. You bring it up quite frequently and it for sure is your favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. I think at one time I know I definitely made Mallory watch it from work, but I think it, like I've passed it around to several people at the office. Like, the, like the actual physical movie. Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like a Jehovah's Witness for yeah, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Watch this movie, please, and give it yeah. back so I can give it to someone else, or just pass it around. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Boy. So anytime you want to watch it, come over, dude. I have it. 
It's on Netflix. True. So uh, what's your, your next one? My oh, final is this, one? Is this number three? This is yeah. it for you? Yeah, and man, I'm in a pickle right now because, you know, I pulled up, you know, the Wikipedia page just for a quick reference um, on things. And damn it, the main actor, you know, they always kind of list other things they're known for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like almost trying to switch into one of those movies, but I don't know <laughs> if it's just like redundant. <laughs> oh my God, this is difficult. Am I well, gonna... What are you trying to decide between? Uh, no, I just have to pick one. Um, All right, pick it. All right, no, this is this is true. This is see, this is one of the movies that was like in the back of my mind where I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. Um, so I'll go with this, and I mean, it's pretty well known, I think, amongst kind of like the gangster type movies. Um, Just gonna go with it. Directed by Martin Scorsese, The Departed. Uh, okay, I've not seen it, but I am aware Good. of it. You must watch it. Why? <laughs> Why? Because it has Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, and then a bunch of other people. Alec Baldwin. Um, basically, just pulls out the entire, you know, Hollywood right there. Right. And if you know, it's a it takes place in Boston, right? So the Mark Wahlberg's there, and it's in Boston, so we know his very he he plays a really good role. And I would say he play it's probably like the it actually more honed focused version of Mark Wahlberg in Boston than his like usual thing because it is not a comedy. Um, but follows an I the story of the an Irish mob boss known as uh, Frank Costello. And that's played by Jack Nicholson. And essentially, he just runs like the mob. And Matt Damon is a cop. And then so is Leonardo DiCaprio. But one of them goes in undercover to, as a criminal to take down Frank Costello. Meanwhile, the other one is a person Frank Costello brought up and inserted into the police department to kind of help him control the police department. So it's really a a story of just rats and snitches and just this entanglement of a web. Do they get stitches? Um, Yeah, actually. I think DiCaprio gets stitches in the movie. (laughs) He gets his hand busted up really good. um, Nice. By Jack Nicholson. But good movie, very strong language. Um, I'm sensing a a trend though with you. Big fan of the gangster flicks. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the last, the one that led me here wasn't a gangster flick per se. But what was the, the same... one that brought you to this point? The like, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Yeah. Basically, the more swear words there are, the better um, <laughs> the movie is. <laughs> but but it's it's the uh, artistic use of the swear words yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and that's something that the the departed does exceptionally well because they are creative with <laughs> with, with their swearing particularly jack nicholson um, nice so it's yeah. just a great, it's a great movie it's kind of it's like it's martin scorsese so it's mm. it's it's much so an epic 
right. um, with just all the actors in play, and it's just intense. Yeah, I need to watch both of those movies, actually. Wolf of Wall Street and The Departed, and also uh, The Irishman, I need to watch, too. Yeah, that's that truly is an epic, because it is like four hours long. Yeah. And that uh, we can throw that honorable mention for me, just because it kind of closes out Martin Scorsese's legacy. Right. And that the, was a Netflix original, right? Oh man. The Irishman. Yeah. It very, it very much may have been. Let me look it up while you tell me before I interrupted you. What was I saying? Anyway. Look it up already. I'm working on it. Okay, fine. The Irishman. I'm trying to see. I'm pretty sure it was a Netflix original. I'd believe it. Yeah, because they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't play a four-hour movie at the movie theaters. This is insane. Like, I can't find anywhere where it says Netflix original. But, it may not have been. Oh, no, no, no. Right here on the on the card, it says Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So um, I won't ask you what other movies you're trying to decide between, because you can just throw those in the honorable mention section. So Because uh, that's what I plan on doing with the, the two I don't pick. <laughs> so... Um, as we were talking, or as you're talking, and after talking about Scott Pilgrim, um, I kind of made up my mind uh, and chose Super Bad as my third movie. Um, this was a great 2007 comedy from the minds of Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, um, starring Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. And uh, damn it. What's the guy's name that plays McLovin? That guy. Um, but I mean, if you, I'm assuming you've seen Superbad. Yes. Okay. Um, besides Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, this is probably my second most watched movies, like number of views. I think at one point, like after this movie came out, I was probably able to like recite the entire movie, like script back at you. <laughs> like, I feel like uh, that's a lot of people. I feel oh like God. this, this was, was like one of yeah. the funniest movies that I, I saw uh, in, in my like post high school life. But um, I, I think it marked like it marked a change in the direction that the comedy movies were headed. Because this was kind of like not maybe not this was the like movie for it, but this was a big take on it in the late 2000s where this different sort of comedy started taking hold. Like, what do you mean? You know, a lot of the stuff kind of done by like Seth Rogen and that little ethos of people. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they did a little bit different version of some kind of older tropes, but kind of updated them, if that yeah. makes sense. Because even... um Pineapple Express, like things like that. Like they just hit a lot of like very key 
and you know well-known very popular movies amongst their crowds yeah in that period where there might have been like a lull for you know a decade there and maybe right. i don't know what i'm talking about but i just feel like these no, kind of these were kind of like sure. landmark points for yeah. just their art and i want to say that like super bad kind of kicked off like rogan's like comedic career mm-hmm. um because you're right there is like a an avalanche of like rogan and his crew movies after this yeah, and oh it made gosh, them all famous yeah if i hit my microphone stand one more time i'm gonna rip it off my desk um but interestingly enough um oh my gosh i cannot think of the show name but seth rogan was actually in a show like um i want to say early to late nine sometime in the 90s Oh my gosh, what is it called? It only aired for one season and kind of got canceled, but it has um a lot of a lot of the people in kind of in that crew in this show. Freaks and Geeks, that's what it is. Freaks and Geeks. Uh James Franco's in it. Seth Rogen is in it. Let me pull it up here. 1999. This one it aired. Yeah, we got James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jason Segal, um, and like a handful of other people. It's actually a really cool show. Um, but like super bad, like you're saying, kind of like changed the the comedic game for that style of movie. And uh, there is just something with the chemistry of Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah in that movie that was just so, so right. funny. Like they're so funny in that movie. And um, man, it's just that that might be one of the funniest movies that I've probably ever seen. Yeah, and just when you started listing out who was in this movie before you said it, I started thinking of like other movies instantly because it is that that crew. Yeah, it's kind of almost like, you know how Adam Sandler has, like, yeah. that group of people that are in all of his movies? Well, that's, like, kind of the Rogan crew. They're kind of always all in each other's movies and stuff. Right, and there, there's the parallel I might have been looking for. So, you know, if Sandler has his crew and all, the, all of them, you know, this was maybe the next crew after that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but there, there's just so so many memorable, like... Oh, funny yeah. things from this movie. Um, I mean, you got the the lunchbox art from Jonah Hill's character. Um, you got, you know, the the classic trope of high school guys trying to hook up with, you know, their high school crushes at a party. And it's just, yeah, just a hysterical, like, take on that. Um if for some reason you have not seen Superbad, and you know in the thirteen years that it's been out, I definitely highly recommend this as like a hilarious, you know, funny movie to watch. Yeah, I'll I'll toss a uh, Pineapple Pineapple Express as an honorable mention. That's another one that I've seen way too many times and is just a classic to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, there's there's a lot of 
of Rogan crew films in that era right there that are just really funny. Um, so yeah, so uh, I guess the other two movies I was trying to decide between so as we kind of break out into our honorable mention section um, was The Princess Bride was is like one of my favorite movies. Uh, have you ever seen? I want to say yes, but I also want to say no. I mean, it's an old one, 1987. Um, such a classic. Like, I so much so that I recently bought it on Blu-ray. No, um, so I I can... looking at the pictures of it, I have not seen this. So, the the male lead in this movie. Oh, what's his name? Carrie. L's or whatever. I mean, I am sucking at pronouncing people's last names, but maybe don't spell them so weirdly and I'll be able to pronounce them. Uh, but he actually uh, plays the the character in the first Saw movie who like, you know, saws off his leg or whatever to get out of the, the room that he's, you know, handcuffed in. Um, But yeah, yeah, Princess Bride is such a great, like, classic child's tale movie it um basically the gist is uh fred savage is a little boy and the the entire movie is like his grandfather reading him a story because i think he's sick or something and um you know it's the tale of the princess bride and yeah it's just great the if you ever go and watch this, like you'll you'll see and hear things from this movie that you've probably heard just like used in society or whatever. And you'll be like, oh, that's where that came from. If that makes sense. That does make sense. Like uh, Inconceivable is from this movie. I mean, it's t- yeah, it's tons of things that, I mean, I've heard of this movie many, many times. It might, and I might have mistaken it for maybe like a 2000s, uh, rom-com oh no it's it's great man i would i mean it'd be a fun movie even to watch with aaron I, she'd probably like it she's um, probably seen it yeah. and she'll probably make fun of me if i haven't seen it <laughs> nice but uh yeah kind of like um like i'm i made becca watch the for the original friday movie and like when they got to the by felicia part she's like what that's that's, funny. that's what that's I'm like, yes, that's what that's from. <laughs> um but yeah, so that was one that I was really trying to to decide between and then the other one was Cloverfield and we've kind of talked about that on mm. you know, other Very episodes. True. But I've uh like a, a thing for much like period pieces, uh found footage movies. Um Basically, if you make a found footage movie, there's a very high chance I'm going to like it and probably an equally high chance that I will enjoy it. That's fair. Those are those are those are hit or miss. But yeah, there's definitely some good ones in there and color fields good. Yeah, so uh, what were some of the other ones you were trying to decide between? Um, Interstellar is in there for me. Classic. Um, yeah, it's a classic, big scale, lots of lot, you know, just like Prometheus, lots of deep concepts spinning around in yeah, there, and right. just constant looping. And you know, 
Matthew McConaughey. So Matthew McConaughey. Can't yep. really go wrong there. Exactly. And I feel like I had another one with him in here, but it disappeared. I must have deleted it. Um, Troy. Huge, okay. yeah, huge yeah. fan of Troy. I own it like three different ways. Um, quite, quite often. Yeah. Um, Scarface. Back to the, the whole mobster gangster thing. Makes sense. Um, I wasn't aware of this until I don't know five years ago. But not everyone like thinks that's a good movie. Um, really? Yeah. Apparently, there's people that just think it's a bad movie, and I <laughs> screw them. I mean, that's it's a cult classic. I'll give them that much. Um, but it's good. Interesting. Um, were those the movies that you were trying to decide for your third? favorite from or were those from your like honorable mention list that that's all kind of like honorable mention stuff i mean they were on my original list and they just kind of just got bumped down to the bottom as we kind of discussed Mm, okay um so my honorable mentions aside from you know the three that i was or the the other two that i was trying to decide between those and super bad my actual honorable mentions um include Two Edgar Wright movies, one that you kind of already mentioned, being Shaun of the Dead. Love that movie. It's a, an amazing take on a another tiresome, you know, yeah. genre of zombies. Um, and Edgar Wright is just brilliant. Like his his. We apologize for the technical difficulties experienced in this part of the show. Um, for some reason, Craig decided to take a break. Anyways, back to it. Hey, so that's the great thing about this podcast. That is the great thing about this podcast. That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I uh, got totally derailed there. Uh, yeah. Technical difficulties and took us a few minutes to figure out what was going on. So I kind of forget what I was in the middle well, of. Oh, oh, it's yeah, coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. The yep, great yep. thing about this podcast is. We both, oh my God, I did it again. I swear. I got to quit talking with my hands. Um, I apologize. Uh, but we always, you know, recommend stuff to each other that we haven't seen. So we get like fresh new ideas of stuff to watch. But I also hate it because like, poor you, your list is growing so immensely and quickly. That like I almost want to be like not telling you all these things that you should watch because <laughs> I feel like yeah. it probably gives you anxiety. Yeah, it's just, it's just never ending because one they make too much new stuff and they need to slow the fuck down. Um, but then I, there's also <laughs> there is there is also a disparity in things I haven't seen that have been out as well because I haven't always watched um, stuff this avidly as i do now right so it's it's a struggle for real um that's why i have to watch five things at a time and just like keep them in like a (laughs) a large rotation yeah so if you've ever seen the instagram pictures of uh like the setup the recording setup that has five monitors that's nick's setup and when he watches shows he literally has one on each monitor like at the same time Great plug, yes. Yep. yep. I just watch them all simultaneously. Yeah. Um 
But uh, so I have four others on my honorable mentions. Uh, those are the only two Edgar Wright ones, though I like pretty much any film that he's a part of. Um, I mentioned that I had other Frank Miller uh, graphic novel adaptations on my list. Um, the first being 300, which I would be totally shocked yeah. if you haven't seen that. Um, but that's a, a, a Frank Miller graphic novel. Ugh, what a movie. I mean, that was probably considered for my list. So good. A Zack yeah. Snyder film as well. So, um, yeah, Ew. love that. Uh, Sin City 2005 movie. I don't know if you've seen that. I've, I kind of brought it up within the last you know couple weeks. Yep. Um, another Frank Miller graphic novel. Uh, it's very, very interesting and very visually cool movie. Um, what a, I don't know. I kind of want to like go back and rewatch it because it's been probably since 2005 since I've seen it. Right. Um, the third would be, I, I guess technically it's not a movie, it's a limited series, but I think, um, I think it was a web series, but I bought it on Blu-ray at like Best Buy. And I don't remember if the Blu-ray plays like a movie, like just one solid thing instead of, I think it's four episodes in the series, maybe five. Uh, But it's Halo 4 Forward Unto Dawn from back in 2012. And that was super cool. Saint Um, that. That's back when there was hype of there actually being a movie or a show. Yeah, that that was a really cool little series. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I actually, I'm actually kind of surprised that you've seen that for some reason. I didn't think you would have. Oh, no, yeah. Nice. Um, and then lastly, I just thought of this um, as you were talking about The Departed. You said Matt Damon, and I had talked about Ben Affleck earlier. Affleck. Um. The movie Dogma. Have you ever seen that one? That is a great collection of movies from, you know, our boy Kevin Smith. Yes. Um, Kevin because Smith. we can just do, we can do a whole podcast on that because. Real big fan. Uh, Tossing um, his name. Isn't he in that? Yes. sir he's i believe he plays uh like a cardinal or a bishop at like the catholic church that ben affleck and matt damon are trying to enter into so they can get back to heaven or whatever um the the church that has the buddy jesus statue yeah (laughs) 
And he's in he's in Jan Silent Bob Strike Back. He's a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah, he does these little cameos in the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch I, Dogma because that, that one's good, but it's maybe the least watched of the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. And I I've mean, seen. It's, I, I just, I think Kevin, I mean, obviously I don't know Kevin Smith, but I feel like he's just a cool dude. Oh, yeah. And like would be so cool to just hang out with. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, hey, Kevin Smith, if you're listening, if you want to come out to Ohio, just hang out with me and Nick. That would be super dope. I feel like he gets that request a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that pretty much uh, wraps up my honorable mentions. Did you have any others that maybe popped into mind while I was going through mine? I mean, definitely. And I think as we kind of got into this whole episode, you re you access the part of my brain that I was trying to get to um, <laughs> of all these movies that I truly do like have seen many, many times. But I think somewhere after 2015 and just like the shifting sands of life, they just, you know, I, I'm not rewatching a lot of things that I typically would have rewatched because, like, 2005 to 2015, those 10 years, I rewatched a lot of things, especially movies. And that was more so my forte. Um, whereas now it's a lot more shows and watching new things because there's so much that comes out. Right. Which I'm afraid that's becoming a lost thing right because people used to have you know vhs dvds sitting on their shelves and they would watch those because they liked them yeah um actually becca makes fun of me because uh i often frequent the exchange and buy um blu-rays and almost always it's movies that i've already seen uh, but i just like i have a collection of blu-rays and she's like why do you even have those Hold on, hold on, pause. You can tell her that she has, she buys books, she never reads, and she puts (laughs) them on backwards (laughs) on the shelf. Yes, and I need to remind you that we have like 800 pillows in our house that I'm not allowed to use. I mean, the pillows is one thing, but the backwards books that aren't even, like, she doesn't even know what they say, I'm pretty sure, because they're backwards, you can't see the bind. Anyways... People, um, you're you're allowed to buy some Blu-rays at the exchange because that's just a cool place. One, yeah. Um, but like I used to have a a small bookshelf in my office area where uh my computer is and the desk and everything. Um, but since I had to upgrade to a larger desk to accommodate working from home and stuff, there sadly is no longer room for my tiny bookshelf. So in our attempt to consolidate all my junk, um. She's like, why don't you just put all of these DVDs in this like CD binder? And I was like, uh, because I that sounds I like the cases, <laughs> like, like I it's like a collection. Like, no, yeah, the cases are like so. I when I bought like DVDs and Blu-rays, I would get so angry at these stupid stickers that did not peel off. Yes, like livid, <clears throat> like unfathomably angry. Like there's yes. things you should get angry at and things you shouldn't. That's definitely in the list of things I shouldn't. But 
<laughs> I get no, livid. It's, it's justifiable. Uh, oh especially God. like, uh, like I used to buy a lot of used PlayStation games and yeah. <laughs> I always loved when I would grab one and you could tell that it was very used because there was like 15 price tags on it. Yeah. <laughs> like They just kept putting a new one over every time it got traded in. Yeah. So yeah. And kind of like the shelf thing, like in and around my, my PlayStation, I have my PlayStation games, which are basically Blu-ray cases. And then I have mm-hmm. my Blu-rays, but in a box now, like stored away are all my DVDs. Mm. um because they just they just don't make the cut anymore maybe someday but yeah yeah, i I do i do miss collecting them yeah i like going to the the exchange for that because i I don't they don't have to be new for me you know yeah right Uh, because they're like 20 30 dollars they just hose you down at best buy for that crap but you can always go in there and find some really good deals on some really cool older movies that you probably liked that nobody else did. Like I've seen more. Yeah. I've, I've picked up like Blu-rays for like anywhere from like two fifty to like $5 to like $10. Like I, I generally don't spend more than $10 on a movie. Um, but, uh, lately I've been picking up like some old school movies on Blu-ray. Like, nice. uh, I think the last one I got was labyrinth which I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's like an old David Bowie movie. I don't even remember when it was, but I remember watching it when I was a small child. Labyrinth. Let's see. 1986. Um, But it's like super weird. Um, Let me read the uh, description here for you. Teenage Sarah journeys through a maze to recover her baby brother from a goblin king. Also has David Bowie in it. <laughs> yeah, I've, se- I've seen parts of it, and I think I've seen all like the notable pop culture parts of it. Um, yeah. And I know that it sticks with a lot of people. It's just like a classic to them as children, whether. But every time I see it, I just think like, I mean, my brain's a little twisted, but my brain's not twisted like that. Like that's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I guess, it's a Jim Henson movie. Yeah, that is weird too. I yeah. know, right? Um, but yeah, That's like a, I, I've been buying, like going and picking up old movies like that that either I watched a lot as a child but haven't seen since, you know, yeah. or movies that for some reason I like missed out on, like The Goonies. Right, um, and that good stuff to have for like ten bucks. That's good stuff to have in the you know the eventuality of the apocalypse and (laughs) everything as long as you got a you know blu-ray player some electricity and a tv you'll be yeah you'll be good i kind of do want to go back and like rewatch all these old ones like um let's see another one from my childhood the never-ending story did you ever see that one yeah, I would say I've seen enough of it in my oh. mind. Once again, I don't think that's something I've sat down. There's some things I just blatantly ignore just because they're maybe too popular. I don't know. I loved that movie. And then, like, I went and thought I bought The NeverEnding Story, but I wasn't paying attention, and I actually bought the sequel and tried to show it to Becca because I was like, this was the most amazing movie when I was a kid. And then I popped that in and I was like, oh, what is this garbage? Like, it was so bad. 
And then yeah. she's like, you are, you have horrible taste. And I was like, no, I promise. I swear this isn't the movie I was trying to show you. Please don't judge me. But and it's probably the equivalent of, um, you know, telling someone, the, you know, Wizard of Oz is your favorite movie, but you picked like the Wizard of Oz 2 or one one of the like sequels to it. <laughs> it's, and... like, it's like accidentally making somebody watch The Happening. Whoops. You know, I, I've seen that more than once because I like to remind myself just where that falls in the whole <laughs> in in the world of film. <laughs> oh, geez. I can't believe you made yourself watch that more than one time. I think it's been like a total of I, I might have seen it three times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes, but I, I definitely recommend beefing up your Blu-ray collection. Nope. S- save them. Save those dollars. <laughs> but, but, but I got to be able to tell Becca I'm not the only one. <laughs> You're not. I'm just not the other one. Rip. So. Rip. Um. Apparently, I'm looking for a a new friend who also enjoys Blu-ray collecting. So, uh, know, feel free to hit us up. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Uh. That's pretty much. All I got, I, I've been kind of wanting to talk more about movies. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with shows. Uh, I, I actually love shows and have been watching shows way more than movies over the last probably year or two. Um, but I also love movies. And yeah, so this was kind of fun to, uh, even though we didn't go like too deep into any particular movie, just kind of, you know, getting to pick a list of my favorite three was pretty fun. Yeah, definitely. So it was. Yeah. Uh, do you. Would you maybe be interested in like. I don't know, picking a movie one time and just like going deep on it and just kind of like doing a review. Yeah. Shred it. Yeah, I think that'd be super fun. Um, yeah. So you got any closing remarks? No, sir. We're going to shut this one down hard just hard stop yeah because you know craig craig's already done he's actually kind of mad that we brought him back so that shithead yeah so uh yeah so thank you for listening to another episode i hope you enjoyed it if you um i think it'd be interesting to hear you know maybe some of of your favorite movies listeners so you know feel free to leave some comments and let us know um and if you haven't seen any of the movies that we talked about uh, go watch them as soon as you can because they're all amazing. Um, yeah, so if you haven't already, you know, check us out on our social media channels. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Showboys Podcast. And um, if you didn't know, we also upload our episodes on YouTube. So uh, you know, search us on YouTube and and please subscribe and and follow us there. Uh, we're trying to hit 100 subscribers so we could have a fancy custom URL to make it super easy for people to find us. So it's free. It's easy. You just click the big red button, and then you get notifications every time we post something. So you'll always know when new content is being put out. So, yeah. I guess music? The music. Hard stop. Showboys. Ow. Bye, Craig.
Later, Craig. Come back whenever you feel like it, because can't make you do anything, apparently. welcome back thank you so much we missed you last week so fantastic to have you back in the podcast doing all the recording yes did you bring cody with you by chance 